Well, okay, so we're just gonna we're not gonna go into the full beat by beat yeah. of the uh, Star Cruiser yet. Uh, we're gonna just talk about like the like the general the general feel the general mouth feel of the Star Cruiser. I'll I'll say right at the top. Grand moth feel. Yeah, I'll say right at the top that I I get it. A lot of people are like, oh, it's too expensive. What a ripoff. It's a fucking amazing experience. Yeah. It's so fucking awesome. It delivers on everything I could have possibly imagined, and then it takes those expectations and blows them away. Like, my expectations were naive compared to what they actually had in store. You, it's, and honestly, um, I mean... If you're into it, you can kind of get a feel from watching videos on it, but you, it's not even close. No. If you watch a video, it's going to look way hokier. You're not going to understand it as much. Some of the theatrical events. Yeah. So they're, without going too much into it, they're, in, in my opinion, I would refer to them, there's app events <clears throat> where yes. you don't have to directly interact with any person. You're interacting with things and places. There's organic events. This is where... The characters on the ship are clearly, their goal is get from A to B. And they don't care how they do it or who they do it with. Or even, honestly, the, the like method they do it. So, like, let's pretend that I need to get Jim a note. Yeah. The script doesn't say take the note and put it in a suitcase and leave the suitcase at a chair and then... Jim sits at that chair later and picks up the suitcase and opens it and has the note. The script says, get the note to Jim. So You fill in the yes, rest. I, yeah. as the character actor on the ship, take people I've met and people who have characters and wherever I happen to be when it starts like but, unfolding, and I just do stuff to get the note to Jim. And then later afterwards, I can write what happened, and that is what the script would say. But all that's set up just to say that one of our bits, because the whole thing is, you yes, you go up to these actors that are playing characters. You also just go up to other people on, yes. on the cruise. But you go up to them and you start talking to them about stuff that messages you're getting in your app. The funny, this is the reason why, because we kept running into... Strangers, because we're taking part in the story and like I have my camera, so we're being noticed by other guests there. Yes, we were hyper And they're like, involved. hey, what's your channel? Hey, what's your show? And I'm like, oh, Jim and them. And Mike's like, oh, don't tell them. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, so, don't look us up. So if one of them happens to tune in now. <laughs> I told, I told, I, I ask anyone, if you are one of those people that tuned in for some reason, what did I say? I said this to everyone. I said, remember us now. Remember us now. Remember how much you yeah, like us now. us now. Remember how affable and charismatic we are now. So in the future, when we show the video of our dragon bit for no reason, uh, you remember the old us and not the current us. Uh, DB Lift, Death Lord's going to Disney World. Dude, go to the Star Cruiser, man. Drop the money. Yeah, drop, drop the money on the Star Cruiser. Don't go to Disney World. Go to the Star Cruiser instead. But, uh, yeah, when, when, when we're live next week with Jeff, we'll tell him the whole, like, the, the, the beats. But we're just talking about the basics, and I want to talk yeah. about some of the in-jokes we got into because to skip ahead a bit, leading up to this, there's a Facebook group of other people that were all going – because, like – if you know what date you're going, like it's a two for people that don't know, it's it's a two day thing. You it's not like a regular hotel. You can't just book it for however many days you want unless 
I mean, you could, you'd have to book it, stay two days, you'd have to check out and then like book the next two days because it's just a revolving story. Uh, so the experience is two nights. Yes. And, and so that's it. But so we were going on the ninth. There was a Facebook group of other people going on the ninth. So you could kind of like people could be like, oh, I'm going as this character. Or just I'm this, looking forward to this. Yeah. What they're excited about, what they've heard, just random stuff. And uh, this guy, David. Oh, <laughs> David. On the, I'm jumping way ahead. This is night <laughs> yeah, this two. Is like this the, is night two. Basically, everything's done. Like this is us staying up late. But we did get this ahead of time because David yes. post, he posted on this group and said, hey, because the bar in there is called the Sublight Lounge. I'm going to be, he's like, my birthday is on Friday the 11th, which is today. Yes. But like thir- um, yeah, Thursday nights are last thing. So at midnight in the Sublight Lounge, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday if anyone wants to show up. Which we got, we were like, this is cool. We'll all yeah. show up for this guy. He, and he, he had a picture of like a pin he made. So yeah. he was, and he even, didn't he say I'm going to be handing out pins? Yes, he's like, I've got yeah. pins for people. And we're like, this just seems like yeah. a, it's just a, a a fun little dumb thing. And like, let's be there for this guy. And we and, actually, like we talked about it a lot. Yeah. We went out of our way to make sure yeah. we were and then, there. And then it, it, it's not even like, like we did talk about it a lot, but then it was also kind of like things were winding down anyways. Yes. And it was like 1130. And we're hanging out in the lounge. We're like, oh, shit, it's that. Oh, no, actually, it was like 1130. We weren't even in there. And I was like, hey, let's go see if David's in the sublight lounge for his birthday. So we go in. I'm looking around. We had to, like, look him up on Facebook. He's this older guy with long hair and, like, a beard and a mustache. I'm like, ah, I don't see him. So we just we ordered a few drinks. We were just sitting down uh, bullshitting. And then as we were talking, I hear this other table uh mention like david yes. and i'm like are you guys talking are you guys waiting for david as well and they're like yeah where the hell is he and do, oh and i guess i do have to say joey fatone from InSync was on our cruise yes as well. he for was people, a part of our cruise if you're not on our socials we I, I did tweet about this but joey fatone was there the whole time he's there with his daughter then so we're chilling in the sublight lounge and all of a sudden it's like 11 59 and this guy walks in, he goes right to the bar. Joey Fatone's been at the bar the whole time. Yes. He makes a beeline for Joey Fatone. One minute before yeah. the And I'm midnight. like, is, I'm like, is that David? And I'm yelling, I'm just going, David. Yeah. <laughs> and he won't look. Yeah, he, he hasn't looked. He finally does look though. And it's still not midnight yet. And I go, and he looks back and I go, David, happy birthday. And he looks at me like, like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, he doesn't look at Jim like he's annoyed. <laughs> he looks at Jim like what are you <laughs> okay thank you but it is the guy i guess yeah and it's totally him like he he makes like he responded to jim as if jim lived in a reality where like saying happy birthday to someone had never happened and what we realized, he didn't even understand what words he was hearing and what we realized it was because yeah he wanted to look cool in front of joey fatone so all of a sudden like it wasn't cool to yell happy birthday. Well, and, and he's then, a kind of an, it was clear he was like an awkward dork guy that yeah. like oversold this birthday thing and then like kind of got cold feet at the last second because they, the guys at the table we had mentioned, they said, oh yeah, he hasn't been shutting up. He, he keeps talking about how excited he is for his yes. birthday. And then yeah, dude waltzes in at the last second and then no sells us when we start like, like being, ch- you know how but we also, are. We're being champions for it. But also by me doing that, um, look and look. Yeah, look at this shit. This is his and he posted he posted this in the group and you see galactic birthday cruise yeah he wanted people and we were we we went out like we've been talking about this for weeks like dude <laughs> on, we got to be there let me show the guy too here yeah. he is that's him with Vince Neil I think right yeah Vince Neil and uh, I think the singer Poison 
And we were like, let's be there for this dude and like, the, say happy me birthday. me yelling that out, it let the bartenders know it's his birthday because yes. they play this song. Everyone claps. And then that happens. And he's like even more annoyed that that happens. And then at... And then, I, and then I started David chant, we're all, and like the whole bar yeah. we're all chant, David, David, David. And he's like, he's no selling the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I'm so confused. He's looking around like he's deaf. Like he's genuinely, <laughs> he's looking around like he's a deaf man who all he can see is everybody doing this and he doesn't know what's going on. And we're like, we're like, dude, you're like, and keep in mind, this is after, this is as close to the official end of the Star Cruiser as yeah, possible. The because, story's yeah, the story's over. Yeah, the story's over. This bar is open. Most people are asleep. It will be open for one more hour, and then everyone goes to bed and leaves the next day. So yeah. it could not, like, he is basically at the end of having the greatest time. People are cheering his name and acting excited for him for no reason. We're yeah. purely doing it because we're trying and to we're be And we're hyping cool the whole place up. Um, but, yeah, he just wants to talk to Joey Fatone. And Joey Fatone clearly doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah. Um, but then that turned, and then, I mean, I was Well, people probably, have been giving Joey a, a wide berth, by the way, except yeah, apparently David. We're, everyone was very respectful of Joey Fatone. We weren't mobbing him or anything like that. I, I don't even know if this is going to be funny, but I was like, we're overtired, and it was so funny to me. And I, but I didn't do it, so that's why it's not as funny now. All I wanted to do was, while he was talking to Joey Fatone, is go up to David and be like, <laughs> oh, hey, can I get a picture? With David. Yeah, acting like walk up to Joey Fatone and be like, hey, can I get a picture with David? And then like like have Joey Fatone take a picture of Jim with David. Then we started going like, what if we get, there's this other chick that was like super in character, but in a way that kind of rubbed well, us the wrong okay, way at well, times. We'll have to set this up a bit. Okay. So again, this is basically, this is a movie or a play that's happening, but you're a part of it. Yes. And you start interacting with the characters. They interact with you. They feed off your interactions. They improv off of it. But, like, the basic idea is there. It's like Mike said. It's like, we need to go get this note, but, like, I need you to ask me to go get the note. Like, a person has to trigger it. It's like a video game. Like, yes. you're going up to these NPCs, and you have to say the right thing to trigger the quest or whatever. But, and, of course, Mike... Uh, everyone knows Mike because Mike talks to everyone. You know, if you followed any of our vlogs or if you followed any of our trips, uh, like between that and just our general like being loud, anyways. Yes. Uh, they already know us. But then there are other people. There was this that became our enemies because they think that they can have attention yes. and they should not have attention. Or they're just doing it the wrong way. I, again, it's going to sound True. hypocritical. I will say that yeah. a heads up, but I promise you. They were doing the same thing we were doing, but the wrong way. Well, because we met, for our first enemy we ran into was Jules. Yes, who Jules. Was, how old is she, 17? She's 17. Yeah. She's a little try-hard motherfucker. She clearly looked up tons of stuff about... Well, that's that's why it was clear that Jules yes. was doing it wrong, because... Right off the bat, we're talking... She wasn't being led. Like, the characters will drop you hints and lead you to a uh, to an idea. But Jules would come up and know the idea before the character even would say it. And they'd even be like, oh, I wasn't even thinking that. But you know what? Yes. And know the locations and yeah. the rules and like the stuff that you'd like. Because organically, imagine playing a video game and you just like know how to do a hundred hit combo. You've already from you the, played the game the before yeah. or you read the fucking guide. Yes. And now you're playing it so you know every step. Yeah, you it know. It was the, clear because the, we're talking to a character. Well, a character came and started talking to us. And it, he's leading us to this thing where 
he's a big fan of Gaia, the, the musician that's going to perform. And he's leading us to that. But Jules comes up and was like, you should perform for God. And it, he's like, oh, what? I could perform? And yeah. it's like, Jules, you clearly fucking know. And we kept, Jules kept fucking coming in. And she was butting in on This would happen multiple times. And it was clear that she knew what was going on. And then there was this other girl, Babs. She had green hair and uh, she was always being loud. And she, But she had a British accent, but it clearly probably wasn't her real accent. It was like a character yeah. she built. But Mike thought she was a character. Mike thought she was part of the show. Yeah, early on. And I was like, this lady's kind of, not part of the yeah, show. Yeah, we hadn't determined yeah. what all was real and fake. And the first time I met her, she was like so forthcoming and flamboyant that I was like, oh, maybe she is part of the show. Yeah. Um, which we later found out it was like her second trip. And so clearly yeah, she was leaning out, extra hard into it. We found out that somehow, yeah, even though, I mean, I guess they had they had some media previews. Well, they did have some cast member previews. Maybe she knows a cast member or something. Cause Perhaps. They've only, this is only the fifth official voyage, but they had a couple pre-shows, media shows. But this is somehow her second time doing it already. Yes. Um, so she had she had yeah. fine-tuned her thing from being there. So she was doing it in that, like, I, I didn't feel like she was subverting the rules. She wasn't, like... <laughs> I love like, that someone's uh, mad about our <laughs> mics being backwards. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she wasn't breaking... Like, she was doing... She was so over the top that she was always involved in stuff, but you felt like, honestly, and this is not to defend her, it seemed like she was doing what you and I have talked about if we ever did this again, yeah. is going like, okay, you're I trying went to go time. Hard, you're trying to go hard into yeah. a different story Leaned because you- super hard Because you know the story you've already done, yes. so you're trying to find, you're trying to find the, the, sub, the side plots that but you missed. But she had been there, so she kind of knew how to do that. Where Jules, her problem was she would butt in on everyone's conversations, and she clearly had done tons of like, research to force her way into things and like learn stuff like a, like she was like a little try hard awkward teenager yeah. but like but she that, was older yeah um, yeah well she yeah. was the Jules was definitely young yeah but Babs was I, I mean I don't know she had to be in her 30s I imagine yeah oh, I'm sorry I was talking about I was jumping back to Jules oh Jules okay Jules was try hard in that she had done all the research ahead of time she clearly wasn't there to experience something she had read the walkthrough and now she was playing the video game with the walkthrough open next to her yeah and that's what how she was doing it and so she was like and she was the worst because she was the awkward kind of teen that like if you've ever been to an anime convention they're the one that thinks they're cool or they're the one that thinks they're funny because she was clearly like um, not nervous she wasn't afraid of things but she was still incredibly awkward the one thing I'll give her on that is that, I guess bringing that up, she probably is like awkward in real life. So this yeah. is like her two days. She's young. <laughs> like, again, yeah. She's so. She. Well, we did hate but her. She, yeah. I immediately. I called her my my enemy the whole time. She was a villain. At one point in time, I was about to start talking shit about her, and she was directly next to me. And I had to stop. Um, but yeah. For so then Babs like. She like we found out she wasn't a character. She was a person. But yeah. The, then the in joke was like. Hey David, can I get a picture of you and Babs together? <laughs> yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> it was but just not me. with Jim. Hey David, can I get a picture? And then he's thinking, I want a picture with him, like of you and Babs. Yeah, of you and, and Babs. <laughs> <laughs> just turned into, hey uh, Joey, uh, will you take a picture <laughs> of, Babs, of, and of Babs and David? <laughs> and it just turned into us doing that uh, uh, a bunch. But but, uh, well, but then we were also talking about in the same way that Babs and Jules were our enemies because. 
and, and I was thinking about this, and even a couple other passengers said the same thing, because I've never been on a cruise. But this, is, I mean, in a lot of ways, this is what a real cruise is like, because, you know, we're with these same people yes. for two days or two nights and three days or whatever. So you definitely, even if you don't know some of their names, you're familiar with, oh, this is mustache nerd. This yeah, is droid, a big fat droid guy. Yeah, that's Red that's Hat Joey, guy. Yeah, Joey Fatone. There's Babs. People there's learn your names. I learned cast members' names. You learn yeah. the characters' names. Other cruise people are learning, that, that are attending, they're learning your names. Like, it's a thing but, because you're just immersed with the same 200 yeah. or so people all the time. Well, because even like the dinner sittings, we sat in the same place, we had the same waitress. Yes. So we we have a rapport with Kristen, our waitress now. So in a way, I almost I, I want to go on a cruise because it's interesting, the weird like relationships you build with these yes. people. But we were also, we were trying to hypothesize the way that we hate Jules and Babs. We're like, there's got to be people that hate Mike. And they're like, yes. oh, there's Mike again, hamming it up for everybody. Because, <laughs> I, because here's the thing. Yeah. I am more like Babs than I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we both agree that I'm doing it the right way. Yeah. yeah. And that Babs isn't. Because, again, Babs, is, Babs has been here before, so she's kind of like, she she's subverting the game because she knows how the game works. Yes. Jules is cheating to try and make the game more efficient, but then she's losing the fun of the game. Yeah. You and me went in just going, let's lean super hard into the game. Yeah. And so all of us are getting success in various ways, but in our eyes, we're doing it the honorable way where we're getting results, but that's because we are just fucking throwing ourselves into it. Yeah, but we're still wondering if there's like a family or yes. a dad that's like, did you see the fucking Mike kid again? Yeah. Did you see what he was doing? But at the same uh, time, people were hugging Babs goodbye. That's true. And a bunch of people yeah. told me goodbye, and I'm yeah. sure someone like Jules, as impossible as that sounds. <laughs> um, but, well, but And then also people talked to us afterwards. Yeah, we talked to, to us and thought stuff we were doing and involved with were fun so like we know that it yeah. wasn't universal but if i felt that way about jules surely someone felt that way about me we talked to a family for like an hour and they were like we were convinced mike was just uh an employee here like they thought he was a cast member like part of the show and then it was funny because we talked to him about an hour and then uh then we're like all right well it, you know they shut down the dessert area or whatever so like ah good, good night like see you later or whatever and i was saying It'd just be funny. Then we just walk into a cast members only area. <laughs> yeah. We just walk backstage like, like we really were. Yeah, just after bonding to, with yeah. them for like an hour. Uh, well, and also like you and I, again, we won't go into super detail, but we got singled out very early. Yes. We built yeah. relationships with other people, but with the characters of the show. But we were driving them. It wasn't just yeah. that, like, because <clears throat> one of the weird things about this is it works. It works both ways. Sometimes a character will be like, "Hey, so and so, come here," and like they'll kind of skulk up to you, and they start pu like putting things into play, and yeah. they're asking people to do things. Other times, someone's just like chilling because they would be on the ship yeah. because that's where they are, and you walk up and you're like, "Oh, hey, blah blah blah," and you start up a conversation and. Sometimes you can tell they're leading you. Other times they're just talking and seeing if something comes up that they can kind of... It's a lot like being a DM in Dungeons & Dragons yeah. where you're just kind of like, you know where you want to go and you're trying to find a way to organically have it happen where the other... Like the players think it's their idea. They were doing that to all of us. Yeah. And we, we were involved in so many... Like, keep in mind that when we say that we loved our experience, I guarantee our version of this was better than... 
I, I'm not being hyperbolic, 95% of the people sure. there. But at the same time, I feel like still 90% of people left. You, you have at least one or two big moments yes. where they make you feel like you're like you drove the story 100%. and you're a part of it. Like even though we, and, uh, James is asking how much could we film? I mean, there really wasn't a limitation on what we could film. The only thing is, is like on the last night, my memory card got full right as like, we got thrust into like a three hour series of events where we're yeah. like running here, going here, doing the handoff from one character to another character with them for a bit, then with another character, and then it went right into the climax. I still got some stuff on my phone, and I think Stella shot a few things yeah. where, we, where I don't think we even knew she was filming. Like, there no. was a couple moments where I'll have to see what, what she got, where we're just interacting with some of the characters. Yeah. And it was a long, long time. And again, it's that thing where you're in it, and so, like, we are, we've got great stories, if nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I think I still got, I got a lot of good footage still. It's just hard to really even get get that across yeah, in video. The I videos feel. wouldn't have done them. Like, the things you're, because it, you dude, think you want to see, you actually don't. You'll, you'd prefer a story, and we can tell you that because we were there. Because, dude, it, at the end of it, you literally feel like you were just, you were in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like, that's, mm -hmm. like, hands down. And I get like it's expensive. I get that's the point everyone keeps harping on, but like that's kind of why it's expensive. Yeah, everyone's going to walk away feeling that way. And, and it, it is quick. I mean, it's two nights, but it is exhausting. Dude, it felt like it, a week because you're doing so much shit. It felt like so. It felt like we, we went, were there for so much more time than two days. Because I mean, we went to bed like kind not like early, early, but kind of early the first night. It was like maybe eleven thirty or something. Yeah. And then our apps getting blown up with all these messages from characters, and then all these missions and shit that mm -hmm. we have to do the next day. And we're like, oh fuck, we got to do a bunch. And of we shit. thought the first day was busy. Yeah. Like holy shit. And like the the, the experiences Jim saying where this is why I say that we probably walked away having a better version than everybody is I think everyone on that ship has one or two moments where they're going to go home and tell everybody like guys so here's this crazy thing that happened <clears throat> Jim and I and Stella probably have like 10 yeah 10 of those well, and we were a lot of the ones we were involved in some people were involved in, but we wound up being the most important or only people at some yeah. of these times involved in them. And that's why and I want to I stress that when we talk about this, because it really was amazing, the situation we found ourselves in. But it's just it's it's remarkable how good of a job we they did making us feel like straight up. We went we showed up with humble beginnings on the yes. ship and walked away like heroes that people were like nodding to and shaking hands with because we helped save the halcyon like it's it's crazy how effective that was and that some of those are unique things that maybe we don't realize aren't as unique as we thought and that some of those are literally not even other trips will get them unique like it's it, it runs the, the drip that's your boys Oh, you showing that picture? Yeah, in case they it's <coughs> not on the socials. That's your boys right there. In yeah, character. Yeah, we showed up. Uh, um, our our backstories well, were from Ord Mantel. Real quick though, to oh, what you sure. were saying, because we we spent like the the last like two hours just watching other people's videos on what they did because yes. we we're seeing stuff because we actually technically we we missed a lot of big moments. Yeah, weirdly but, enough, we did. But I wouldn't trade for those big moments because we had like we had big character moments but with 
with more unknown characters. And it's the thing we talked about before we went to this is that like a lot of people complain like, oh, you know, that's cool, but I don't like the sequel trilogy. I'd rather the original trilogy with like Luke, Han, and Leia. But we always thought even before we showed up here, like it would be cool, but it's not as cool to just go in and be like, hey, Han, and you already like know who Han is. Yeah. Like there's no point hanging out with Han to be like, remember when you shot first? Remember yeah. when this... It's funner to have these unknown characters that are like blank slates that you meet and learn about. Yeah, well, And they're through, not just like, yeah. here's the Han Solo, here's Luke Skywalker. They don't do that. Yeah, they're, no. they're way more unique and interesting than that. Yes, yeah. They don't just come and say, I'm a character. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like... they Everyone's just mingling on the ship and then it kind of builds from there. Um... And what we we're talking about as well, especially the climax, it's a lot like wrestling. Yes. It, or being at a live wrestling show. Which is why I think we excelled yeah. so much at no like being able to read a room. There were times where I'm a hundred percent sure applause wouldn't have broken out if we didn't do yeah. it. There are times where no one would have yelled something if we didn't do it, and then it like the, the room erupted. There are times when the theatrics around you are identical to like a really well-built wrestling match in a lot of ways. But yeah, imagine if like yeah they had a like a LARP experience, but you're just like roaming around backstage at a wrestling event, and you're stumbling into the like interview segments and moments they ha they have like as part. To but then the wrestler the story. grabs you and suddenly he's like, "Yeah, my tag team partner right here." Yeah. And you're like, "Wait, what?" And you just have to like, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Jim. I am fairly certain for the last. Three hours of the last day, we were the most important people on the show. Yes. Yeah. And especially, I mean, again, like there were other threads that we weren't a part of that the, those people could say we were the most important, but we were the most important. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we were the, it's crazy. The most important. We'll, 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 again, we're going to go into more detail on the show. We're kind of purposely recording this so that people that don't want to hear all that stuff have a version to hear. Yeah. But I, I can say with confidence that. There is no, there was no one more important than us, and at best, maybe there were a small handful of people that, for a very different reason, were as important as us. But realistically, having seen some of the other stuff that we weren't involved in, I can say very confidently that we were the most important people on the ship for a big chunk of time, to the point where like main characters were treating us like we showed up and paid an extra fifteen hundred dollars yeah. so that we could become more important. Yeah. Like if like it's we were on a ship with Joey Fatone and we were being treated like celebrities <laughs> more than he was being treated. Like like being like his daughter actually got a ton of like they were working her into a lot of stuff, but it wasn't as important as the stuff that we wound up in. And that yeah. that's well, because we again we jumped in head first and that's why I say we did it with honor. Yeah. We jumped in and we just said, let's, we want to give it 100% of ourselves and be as involved as possible. And it paid off completely. There's like, the proof is in the experience we got that we were doing it the right way. And also, I mean, um, Stella was with us, my fiance, and she's not really like into Star Wars. She doesn't dislike Star Wars, but she like kind of knows it. And, she was a little, like, worried that she wasn't going to understand, like, stuff that was going on. But it doesn't matter, really. No. Like, if you just, like, because you don't need to know, 
oh, that's a Rodian or that's whatever. Like you don't like it's fun, I guess, if you know that stuff. Yeah. But you if you just know the basics, like oh, she said we're on a space adventure, and they she, still got she was still invested. Yeah, she's like, you didn't have to explain stuff to me. Yeah. I felt like I was just in space having fun. I was having fun watching you guys be really involved in it. Like she loved it. She had a blast. I, Captain Olive Stearns asked him about the blue shrimp. Mike did. I do have video footage of Mike trying the shrimp. And what did you describe it as? Oh, I said that chewing on it reminded me of if I took a hard cock <laughs> and like was eating it like a steak. That's probably what the consistency would have been like eating a, a hard cock. It's kind of what the shrimp reminded me of. I never want I mean, to eat it, shrimp again. It did just taste like shrimp, but it also, I mean, it just... It fucks with your head because it's blue and like gro even grosser looking. The consistency, already... it was all that for me. It was just it just was like it was like cock. That's what I, then, I can't describe it another way. Yeah, I mean our waitress came, asked what he thought, and I had to be like, he said a very derogatory. I was like, tell her what you said, man. Yeah, just, I, it was a derogatory thing, and I was trying not to. Yeah. I tried not to, but I was it, like, it came out. He used a derogatory word from the male anatomy and said if you cut one off and you ate it that's what it would taste like yeah it she, was she thought we were great it was it was oh i saw in the chat also people asking about uh how are the girls on a scale of one to bean i assume beans <laughs> like flick. worth flicking the bean i don't think there were i mean there were some <clears throat> semi-cute guests but the cast members are fucking hotties out of control <laughs> Ask Jim. I was Jim. Mike, well, because Mike got into uh, mechanic smuggler confidence, and now he was playing the character of Mike Steele, not Mike Steele. So he was just flirting. What did you, you did like a gun thing, or uh, what did you do? I was flirting with yeah. so many chicks. So and, many like 17 year old girls. Oh, and, uh, most of them were, were pro I mean, they were cast members. Most of them were probably young 20s. I, I don't yeah, think, yeah. I can't imagine any of them were. 18, but I also doubt any of them were older than maybe 23 or 4. But uh, it went over great. Uh, they were super into it. I know I sound like the guy that says the stripper wants super to date him. It. No, ask Stella. Stella gave me props. Because right. she was like, she saw a bunch of it and she was like, because I didn't see you do the gun thing. Yeah, I heard yeah. you talking about it after. Uh, she she uh, she she saw it afterwards, and she was like, "Because remember that when we were at the table with the family, and I was saying like, yeah, I know these people by name. There's so many cool people. There's Miguel, and there's uh, Meg, and then there's and then that girl walked up. I was like, and then there's Ariel. Ariel is super cool, and she was uh, all okay. like, like, she was super into it, and, <laughs> and it was and Stella afterwards was like, wow, Mike, you weren't like I thought you were being like the guy that says the stripper." Is like super into him <laughs> after she gives him the lap dance. I was like, yeah, of course you thought that. Um, but it was uh, there. There was like, there was a lot of babes on the Galactic Star Cruiser. I would like everyone to know there was tons of babes. And I, yeah, like Jim said, I got into the role of the uh, charismatic, uh, cocky uh, scavenger hero, and I was flirting up a storm. So that's a lot of families. I mean, there. It wasn't yeah. mostly families, but there was a good amount. I'd say yeah, there was a good amount, and there was a. Uh, there wasn't a ton of little kids, but there were there were a, still a bunch. Yeah, like there's a good amount. Like, but it wasn't like overrun with kids, and very few of them yeah. sucked. Yeah, at least some the of ones, them sucked. I mean, um, Austin was his name. Austin. August. August. August, August sucked. sucked. It was just this little kid we kept running into. Yeah. And he tried to, like, jump into one of our moments. But uh, luckily, the character sent him away. We're like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. August. There was that little kid who kept interrupting Sammy to say that she was Ray. 
And he's yeah. like, Kinda, yeah, you're dressed like Ray. And then she's like, no, I am Ray. And he's like, yeah. no, you're not. Like, he kept trying you're to move on. Ray. And she's like, no. And then her parents had to be like, hey, shut the fuck up. You're in the middle of like <laughs> an important thing. Like, stop talking. Uh, so there, were, there weren't tons of crappy um, kids. There were a lot of kids, but I'd say by and large, I was rarely annoyed by them. Yeah, Mike mentioned Miguel. Oh. Uh, it was this dude. We were in the middle of trying to like sneak onto the bridge, and then Miguel came over to us and offered us water. But uh, we didn't need it at the time. We were like, we were good. And then we ran into Miguel again when we were down at the desserts, uh, like uh, mixer or whatever it was at the end of the day. And then Mike's like, I remember you. Yeah, you offered me water. And I was like, you know what, Miguel? That water arc, that was the best part of the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. And then we just started building Miguel up. We were chanting for Miguel. I was telling Miguel that there was a thing we do on Ord Mantel. That's the planet we're from where you do this. And that means Miguel's awesome. Yeah. I was telling other waiters in, in upstairs in the Sublate Lounge how great Miguel was. Couldn't stop talking about this yeah, guy. We could. We literally refuse because uh, you know us. We uh, do. <laughs> we 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 decide to do something, and then we do it really really hard for like three hours. Um, you you guys have heard it. You know what we what we do. Because well, even to the point where we we kept going back and forth. We would talk about. David, maybe Babs, and yeah. then we talk about Miguel. Yeah. Because then even at the point where... Well, and Sandro. And Sandro, We did a lot yeah, with Sandro. That's one of the characters. We'll yeah. get into him. But then even at the point where, you know, David had his whole moment at midnight where we tried to celebrate his birthday and yeah. he wouldn't. And then it, it's like 1 a.m. and we're still there and the crowd's thinned out. Uh, but then Mike just goes, what's your favorite David memory? And this other guy who wasn't even with us was like, you guys have more than one David memory. <laughs> and it was, it was so perfect because it was like, it was like, we're in this bubble of the dumb bits we always do. And then someone like, like stumbled into the bit and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what am I, where am I right now? And they start looking around, there's this bit happening and they were like vocal enough to like, hey, why is this bit happening? And it was funny like Dude, seeing that the, from the outside. It was even at the point where last night when we go to bed, Stella falls asleep. We had one bed and then two bunk beds. Mike's on the top bunk, but they're like built in the wall space bunks. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm in bed, Stella's asleep and I'm just on my phone going through David's Facebook. Yeah. Jim is like, cause we're, we start looking up like pictures <laughs> of alternate versions of characters and stuff that we like didn't want to read about ahead of time because yeah. now that we've done it we don't care if we know and at some point in time Jim just was like looking at this dude's Facebook page and he was just like yeah look at this and he'd like he'd be like screen capping and sending me links and stuff and I'm like and it's like 2.30 in the morning and we've been laying there for like an hour just talking about just talking both about the David. trip and the David <laughs> uh, and it it's just it's if you know us, then you can 100% picture these bits yes. because they are uh, just who we are to the point where today when we were coming into this, the place we're staying, yes. we did it For again with this great lady. Bit. She just kind of walked up and she's like, oh, hello. And then she I was had a like, weird, oh. like, She had a weird, like, what's the Beatles accent? Or like, like a, a liver or Yeah, yeah. It was... And she was very, but she was like light spoken with this weird, like, yeah, Liverpool or Cockney accent. Yeah, so. And she was like, uh, let's see a dread. What did she say at first? What was her thing? Um, she asked, yeah, I think she just asked the address. Yeah, like, because we're checking into this Verbo and um, they have like a, a guard station we have to talk. To. Oh, she was like, have they already checked you in? But she was kind of a jerk in a way. And yeah. maybe I'm just reading that she's a jerk because of her accent, but I felt like she was. She seemed so annoyed. All we were doing was doing her voice the whole time. And, yeah. and it, it turned into where she's like, 
what is this house on wheels you're in? <laughs> she didn't know what a car hey, was. Please, can you explain this house you're in? Who invented it? This house one house. But, uh, and an then, engine. Can and you... then Mike's like, I've, oh, I've just had my period. <laughs> oh, damn. I'll just stop my period. This is awful timing. <laughs> and we're gonna, I think well, we're at doing... this point, Stella's just, just disgusted with us. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim's like, Mike, do you think other people do this? Yeah, I was like, does anyone else do this? <laughs> and, and, it, it, and she didn't do anything, guys. Yeah. It's not like she... Like sometimes someone will do something ridiculous yes, and Stella and, will look at us because she yeah. knows me and Jim are about to like riff on it for 15 minutes. But sometimes someone just like interacts with us yeah. in a normal way and we're like, oh, how yeah, did you, how dare not, you? Not so fast. What the fuck are you doing, bro? But that played, again, that played to us our strength as one of our strengths when we were in the Star Cruiser because yeah. we rolled with everything. We interacted with everyone. We talked to every. We always had an answer. We seemed more smooth talking than we really were. Mm. We organically created a backstory for ourselves beyond just the loose thing we started with. Lots of people. Um, it's kind of like being at a convention where not everyone is a big weirdo, but there are enough weirdos where the people that aren't immediately stand out. And very often, depending on how big the crowd you're in is, those people are going to stand out even more and more. And so that's why we wound up in those situations yeah. where we weren't afraid to cheer for someone. We weren't afraid to talk to someone. We weren't afraid to yell something out. We weren't yeah. like a good example is there was a point where a character went up to a random kid in a crowd because they were trying to create a distraction and then get information to someone else. So they reached out to some people about the distraction and they talked to this kid. No, like, you need to go get the captain. And we're watching it play out because when you're not involved in something, you're just kind of like, yeah, you just oh, keep an shit. eye on it, like, oh, something's yeah. happening. You're like, things are yeah. happening, and so we watch him, and you can see that he's just like, okay, and they just kind of yeah. like half walking, and the, the captain either does or does not know this is happening, but clearly she's waiting to be involved, so she's just, hello, guest, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna walk in the sublight lounge, I'm gonna talk to this person, yeah. and he kept like waiting for an opening where she wasn't doing something but it's like bro you gotta just get in yeah, there you gotta just you gotta walk up it. to her yeah. and start talking to her or else it will never and you could see him and he kept kind of like starting and then like stopping and then turning around and looking and the character that asked him to do the thing walked off because he asked the guy to do it now he's yeah, off he's gotta go getting find someone other, else yeah, yeah someone he, else has he's to building do a house of cards and he needs he doesn't have time to just sit and watch to see if this kid does the super simple task he was given and just us talking about that shows the difference between what, why Jim and I and Stella had an amazing experience yeah. and why some people didn't. Because some people were asked to walk across the room and get someone, and it was this insurmountable task. And other people were walked up to and said, hey, I don't have a plan. What do you think I should do? And then we came up with the plan yeah. and then executed the plan and then reported back to the person and explained them the plan so they could work with our plan and then everything could roll back into the main story and we're all on the same ship doing the same thing and one person can't talk to someone and other people are able to create this world as if they're truly a part of it. And I think that's why uh, we had such an amazing experience because we, we make fun of people for absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing. 
Uh, but that same part of our brain can also make us like uh, immediately jump into character and come up with clever plans as if we were truly the roguish heroes that uh, we became for two days because all we do is make fun of people all the time before doing absolutely nothing. Well, because even like, because I talk again about like how Stella like wasn't sure and like not into Star Wars, so wasn't sure if it was going to be fun. But like, yeah, they do a good enough job of making you feel a part of it that, yeah, you it's like when it's over, it's emotional. Because even to the point where it wasn't fully over yet, but we were at our dinner last night. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because Stella, like in such a disgusted manner, she goes, so what? Then we just go to Disney parks and we're just going to go home? Like yeah, Out of nowhere. <laughs> she couldn't believe like <laughs> this is going to end. We're not going to be in space anymore. We were laughing so hard because it just came. We're, we had a slight lull during a dinner. Yeah. I think we were like listening to announcements. And there was just yeah. a lull where conversation had started again. And yeah, she just burst out with that. And we start laughing because that was... In our eyes, this like giant step down because yeah. it really is. It's like um, maybe this is a weird comparison, but it's like Stockholm syndrome. Mm. You're in such a high, like energy, crazy situation that your brain just like something clicks and you just go like, "All right, I'm in it. Yeah, I'm a part of this now." And to get out of that, and like someone has to go, like, "Hey, you shouldn't yeah. like this guy. He's the person." And you're like, "Oh yeah, my brain just." has been conditioned to roll with the thing I'm a part of. Or like if you've used a VR headset and you lose your balance because you're looking at being in a really high place or you go to lean on something that's not there and you know it's not there intellectually, but for like a second, you your senses just forget that it's not real and you go to do the real thing. It's kind of like that when you're there at the show because... You never, you never go like, I'm actually in space. But like, yeah. everything is so convincing and visceral and like constantly surrounding you. Like you're never, no one breaks character. No one, no, yeah. no one ever breaks character. Like the actors are to the point where I will be super, super vague. We wound up in a situation where an actor was essentially performing just for us. There yeah. was no one there. Yeah. There was no one there and no reason. And realistically, the situation we were in probably would have been easier for them to just be like, hey, I'm going to level with you. Can yeah. you give me a second? We like, need a little time here. Yeah. So we're going to. But no. But no, like it, the it, reason was just the reason to keep it going is because we were there. It's yes. like, okay, these guys are here. We're in the fucking action. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, I was Yo, talking Jeff. about that earlier. <laughs> I, I said the same thing. I was like, this is what the Avatar people that wanted to kill themselves after Avatar was over felt. Like, uh, I feel like... We had to explain this, that to Stella because yeah, Jim brought it up. This will be... There will be people saying that or doing that or whatever. We were, because we, they're like, I, I need to be back on the Halcyon. And the, I was even saying, because I, I was on the Halcyon yesterday and I saw on Twitter that Ukraine lost communication with uh, <laughs> Chernobyl. And I was like... Just let it go, bro. Yeah. Just end it all. Like, let's la- launch the nukes let and me just die solidify me into the Halcyon. Turn me into dust. Yeah, we were here talking in about Halcyon. We were talking about uh, not Babylonia. What was it? Um, oh, uh, Pompeii. Yeah, Pompeii. Like, like let let it be like like all of us like get turned into stone, <laughs> yeah. but like we're on the Halcyon, and and yeah, everyone's man. like, ooh, who are these two men? Yeah, future generations are like, this is the happiest place we found here. Yeah, going through the history, something important happened here. We were we like. We told ourselves we were going to stay up for David for his birthday, and then that did petered out. And then we were just up for another two hours before we went to our rooms because all of us agreed, even Stella, yeah. 
as soon as we go to bed, it's over. That means it's over. Yeah. We don't we don't have any more of this. Like it's completely over. When we were leaving this morning, none of us wanted to leave, obviously. You're kind of just yeah, like we're just hanging out at breakfast. Yeah, we're like, hanging out at breakfast. Yeah. We're talking about the stuff that happened hours ago as if it's these fond memories. And I the only thing I can compare it to is when we were in Japan. Yeah. Japan was this amazing experience. It was the first like gigantic thing we ever did but it was also probably the most impactful it was like a great experience like it was amazing we all had fun we all loved it none of us wanted to leave we were talking about like oh, i could move here like we was, all of us loved that and the closest thing i could compare it to really is like japan is like the, the, the feeling of not wanting to leave that like not wanting that to be that part of whatever to be over and so it really it's like it's like jeff's goofing but it is Closer to the yeah. like the, the 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 retard saying they they want to kill themselves because they can't live in Avatar. It's closer to that than it isn't. <laughs> well, because yeah, I was even saying like as as we're like walking down the hall because we're like checking out and stuff, we just start yelling like, "No, guys, the First Order's back. We can't leave yet. The First Order." Uh, oh, and, Jeff, by the way, Jeff, uh, quit acting like I'm the only one that thinks this. Jim agrees with me completely. No, so, I, I thought it was amazing. So I don't, it was so good. Dude. Don't you dare pretend like I'm saying this insane thing and it, I'm going to get singled <laughs> out. It was just a unique experience. It was just very cool. Uh, that's because that's why, yeah, we're just up late night playing Sabak, bro. What are we What are we going to do? Go to sleep when we could play Sabak and drink yeah. some Mustafari and margaritas well, and or the whatever people the are, fuck? The people in the Sublight Lounge were like, Literally, we're here till this time. Yeah. Like, I, our, our waitress, her name is Cowrie, and she was like, Mike's boyfriend, Jim. Uh, <laughs> she was like, Do you guys have no excuse to leave if you don't want to? Like, yeah. we're here until this time. We'll keep. She's like, I'll bring you out more snacks. So like, and at some point in time, we could, like, you know, you have to, like, you have to end it. Yeah. But, like, it's clear, like, it was just, it's so, it's so effective at what it wants to be. It's so good at doing, like I said, our expectations, my expectations now, originally what I was expecting, feel naive. Mm. It feels like silly that I thought it was going to be as simple in my head as I thought it was going to be yeah. compared to what it actually was execution-wise. Like the closest thing, um, oof, Miguel compared to Chris Coles. Miguel's pretty great. I mean, Miguel's one of the greatest humans I've yeah. ever met. <laughs> Chris Coles and us have Chris history. Chris Coles is amazing. But Miguel is like, like if there was, I know there's not a perfect Even though human. he's from Naboo. Yeah. I kept telling corny. people Naboo was corny. Like which, anytime someone would try to say they're from Naboo, I'd be like, uh, just between me and you, Naboo's corny. Which, by the way, Miguel had a great response And he to said, that. yeah, that's why I left. I'm like, oh my God, Miguel, you can't turn it off. <laughs> um, well, no, we've always mentioned, like, London was less about the trip and more about the people. I might have, but that's why I might have loved London more than right. Japan. But either way, I think Japan we're splitting was, hairs. It's yeah. like, Japan was all about the trip. London yeah. was all about the people it's like, on the trip. like, do I love my dick or my balls? Yeah. I love which, my dick. Yeah, but I also love my <laughs> but balls. I also love my I'm balls. not getting rid of my balls just because I love my dick. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's, it's so effective at what it's doing that we mentioned earlier, no amount of video is going to convince you. I truly think that us telling the stories, like the specific stories are the closest anyone will ever get to like being sold on what it is. Cause even the stuff we've seen afterwards, it's just so different because we're sitting here going like, Oh, our version of that was better. Our version of that was better. Yeah. And we might just be wrong because yeah even we like we know seeing something 
doesn't make sense, but we're still seeing something like, oh yeah, no, that's not the same. Yeah. It was I mean, just, it was so good. Yeah. But I mean, I like, I feel like all we're doing is sucking this, uh, experience's dick. Yeah, and, but, uh, but I, I don't think it's wrong, but I, I could feel that someone would listen to this and be like, even though like, obviously we're far from being paid by Disney to promote something. <laughs> Cause like, imagine if they paid us to promote something and we start out our discussion about <laughs> Uh, and retards. <laughs> well, hey, that's proof. <laughs> yeah. There's the proof yeah. that we're not on the on the payroll of anyone because of the way we started this. But that's one of the things we kept saying is that we were going to go up to one of the characters and be like, um, Jules said that you were a faggot and a retard. Can you imagine? Like, I, I, she's right there if you want to go talk to her. You can confront her. But, I mean, she might say it to your face. Uh, that Jules, she's got her own mouth on her. Um, she says that... Uh, and also we kept uh, another bit we had to, to keep Jeff included is we're at animal kingdom today. And every time we're going through Africa and we saw a guy playing like a African instrument, we're like, thank God Jeff's not here. Uh, or we'd be like, imagine if Jeff was here right now, like right this second. Like if a guy like walked by with like, there's a guy, there's a guy that was like wearing like super African barb, like, like garb, like, the, like a lip in, uh, like a plate in his bottom lip looking guy. And we're just like, oh, what if Jeff was here right now? Like, right this second. What would it be like if Jeff was here right now? Uh, so that was a fun a fun bit. We Jeff was alive in spirit with us. Yes. Uh, because we brought him up a lot. Yeah. We talked about lots of situations where we're like, Jeff would be happy he wasn't here for this. Jeff probably would have liked this. Jeff yeah. definitely wouldn't have liked that. Oh, what would Jeff be saying if he was here? Like, that, that came up uh, plenty of times. So Jeff was not forgotten. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jeff, you would have. Lo- I, I, I swear, fly on the wall. You would have loved the moments we brought you up while we were at Animal Kingdom. You would have loved every single one of them. I'm sure of it. Lot of species Toydarian. It's so funny though, because yeah, and again, when we're like, we're talking to this family, and and she's asking like what the show is, and I'm like, oh, Jim and them, and and like, hey, just so you know, it's like a little edgy. You know, we're a little. Be a little crass, but we're good people. Come on, just ha- just go with it. I mean, she was with her son, but her son was like mid to late twenties or something like that, right? Uh, he said, I, th- I think they he, they implied that he was about to start college, so he oh, couldn't have been that. He good. looked older than that, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, the mom, the mom <laughs> and him looked so similar that I think mm. it maybe just made him seem older. I mean, they were nice, and oh, yeah, but they were super cool. Well, they he were... he pulled up our YouTube, and I was like, yeah, we talk about Corey Feldman a lot. Yeah. And then, but then, but she even was like, I don't know, they might be a little too, because <laughs> yeah. the way I kept saying that, we're a little edgy. She's like, I don't know, they might, uh, she's like warning her son, well, he's like, I've heard it all. Well, and she also even said, she's like, listen to me, what am I doing right now? Like, she yeah. was very self-aware of yeah. being the mom. Yeah. She's like, I know he's going to leave, and so I think my mom instincts keep kicking in. And she said she was in her 50s, but she like, didn't know who Sync were. Yeah. Or like Joey Fatone, because we brought up how Joey Fatone was there. But also, she was doing the thing, because one of the things that I saw ahead of time, pictures from the tours before ours, is that a kid dressed up as one of the Doctor Who's to go. Ugh. And we're like, oh my God. Fuck that. Can you fucking imagine if someone's there doing that when we're there? Like, we're not going to let that fly. You know, not on our watch. Yeah, not on, well, even but, to a lesser extent, in another video, we saw like 19 people dressed like Han Solo. Yes. Like yeah. directly, exactly like as Han Solo. And you're like, ugh, come but on. She was telling us how her husband does a great, has a great Indiana Jones costume and she was trying to get him to dress up 
as Indiana Jones for the cruise, and we were like, we would have hated him. Yeah, uh, at this like, point, we, we have like a rapport we, with yeah, him. Yeah, we're like, if we talked to you, we would have found out that you're you're cool and you're nice. But if we just saw you on All like right. the first the first time we saw you, we would have hated you. We would have hated we, your. Guts. We would have been we would have been cordial and smiled and talked to you nicely. And the second you walked away, we would have immediately yeah. started talking shit about you. Which they laughed again. We were at the point where we could bring that up, but we we were fairly honest with like, it's a good thing you didn't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah, don't you're do better that. than that. Yeah, because you know, like, eventually that's what a lot of these like everyone's doing videos or what like theme park vloggers are doing videos now of like their experience and the and the uh galactic star cruiser and all that but we're not far off from some like like rich vloggers spending money so they could go there and try to ruin it probably yeah but yeah like oh i'm a star trek character or like what's like doing pranks on the halcyon or whatever like messing with the actors or whatever um yeah one of the things i was saying is because you have to take this shuttle back to the ship by 4 p.m. So someone make a video like, what happens when you don't show up? What do they do? Yeah. Um, like, there's, you know that that stuff's going to happen. There's going to be some rich TikTok idiot that goes there and all they want to do, all they're, all they're thinking about the whole time is, I got to have a camera on me and I got to be doing wacky stuff yeah. or else. Uh, even to the point where that video we watched, they kind of like the Imperial guys just sort of called out that one dude. They're like, they're like, I take a lot of surveillance. You took way more surveillance. Like he was kind of like uh, yeah. in character yeah. making fun of him for the fact that he just would not put his phone away, would not stop filming everything. He was ne- he was never in the moment. He was just constantly filming himself with what was happening. And there's going to be those people like that. And I think that one of the big parts of this is you have to either be passive or buy in. The second you push back against it or try yeah. to like outsmart it is when it's going to be at its worst and since it's such a community driven thing yeah you won't just make it worse for you you'll make it worse for everyone involved because at some point in time the characters are just like characters almost never know sell you that's something i've, I've been yeah. shocked with how good they are someone will say the dumbest shit i have ever heard in my life and the character will be like oh my god what can you elaborate and you're like yeah. oh wow they were they're trying not to ever make someone who says something feel like an idiot or an asshole. But if someone is like doing that knowingly, that is just going to bring everything to a screeching halt. Because realistically, one of the only things keeping this ball rolling is the fact that people aren't doing that. Yes. Or if they are, these actors are able to there must subvert be. that or move it on. But if someone is actively yeah. like trying to not be moved on from, in the way that a normal person wouldn't, only someone that was trying to like yeah. fuck around. That I, it's, I can picture a world where, like I said, some rich TikTok idiot shows up and just makes a mockery of the thing and like kind of ruins it for a lot of people. And I'm mm. I'm curious how they would what handle the that situation. Because yeah. like people, this is not like actors on stages. Sometimes there are theatrical sections like i said in my head there's theatrical sections there's organic sections and there's like scripted sections um but they're like there's times where important events are happening where the people like on the mics that are like the actors they are like down in with the people doing stuff and like it's it would be very like moments like that imagine the moment where like 
the ship director is like doing a toast. She's down with all the people. She's asking people questions. She's like creating a toast based on the answers. What if someone was just a fucking relentless dick during that moment? Yeah. That would be like impossible to recover from in a way where everyone did, where, where they don't just have to go like at some point in time, just like, I guess I'm going to pretend this isn't happening I and move on. And that would suck for everybody. <laughs> it would turn into uh, the dude banging on the pilot's door on nine, uh, like a week after 9-11, where everyone would just smother the guy to death. <laughs> and then we'd just continue on with the story. We'd put him in the brig. We'd everyone, put his body in the brig. Everyone mutually agrees <laughs> to just pretend like it didn't happen. And we all, we all get back in character and move on with the story. And it's this weird... It's, it, it's like we're even bonded even harder yeah. together now because we all smothered this person and agreed not the to. The police show up and they're like, they never even showed up. And the people in front are like, yeah, they didn't check in. And they're like, where are those documents? They're like, unfortunately, those are the only documents we don't have right now. They got ruined. Someone yeah. spilled some coffee on them. But you know, yeah, no, the other people on those documents are here. They'll tell you, ask anyone on this ship if that person showed up and everyone will say they didn't. Uh, that reminds me of a, a sidebar real quick. Is another dumb bit we had today was because uh, we were at... Um, Animal Kingdom, and uh, what what was it? They have a uh, we saw a sign or something that said something about like a like a, a lion show, and we're just saying no. the lion show is just everyone goes into the theater with a live lion, and then and you're and the guy's like, all right, everyone's seeing still. The lion's gonna kill one of us. You take one of us, and if it's, and if he does, don't do anything because then he's. If you try to interfere, he's going to take more than one of us. And so it's like your your wife's getting eaten, so you're trying to interfere. And, and, like, then, well, and, and, and like 12 or 13 people later, everyone just decides, all right, we need then, to stand. Well, it's to the point where we're like holding a guy back who's trying to save his wife. And we're like, no, show this needs to end. I'm sick of this The line needs to kill one of us. Dude, it happens to be your wife. Dude, we also had, we had a bit about talking crocodiles. Oh, that's right. We had a bit where we were watching this kite show out on the lake, and for some reason, oh no, I know what it was. Okay, uh, there's this, these giant like balloon things that are connected to kites, so it looks like they're flying, and one of them landed in the water. Yeah, it was an it was a Simba adult Simba, yeah. like he just became king. But yeah, they're on jet skis and they're flying these big kites. And then he just crashes into the water. So we, uh, so I start doing this bit where I'm like the, 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 the <laughs> he's the, being the, Simba. Yeah, yeah, I'm Simba. I'm like. Kids, come out and help me. You need to swim out here. Help, help. I'm in pain. Yeah, I'm in pain. Kids, come Jordan and help kids, me. Kids, don't leave me alone. And then we decided that there were crocodiles in the water. It wasn't Simba talking. Yeah, crocodiles were throwing their voices. Yeah, they were. Children, <laughs> come, come help me. And then when the kids would jump down to help Simba, the crocodiles started eating them. <laughs> they just started eating and rolling over them like Indiana Jones. Then later when we were on the safari tour, we saw crocodiles. So we brought that big bit back. Kids, get out out of the safari come on in here come over here oh man it was a pretty Uh, it was a pretty good one yeah we had a good one i'm jim i'm them um it 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 was a we had a lot of fun bits we had a lot of fun bits at the park uh stella was in on a lot of the bits yeah at some point in time she got desensitized to some of the worst bits and she was like all in on the bits <laughs> like I said we shouldn't have had a video to show you we shouldn't there was no reason for that video to oh, exist yeah, and yet was, it did because yeah, that yeah, was just us entertaining each other yeah that was us just messing around we were just, just cracking each other up um, but uh, yeah no, it was uh, it was like you know how much we like theme parks we're at the point where these theme parks kind of feel like we're like 
I think uh, you, it was either you were still like, yeah, so do we have to go to a theme park? Like, like what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we, we, we just did the greatest thing that's yeah. literally ever existed. So now what? We have to go to some theme park? Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we still love it. And we had a ton of fun. But it's that shows you how, like, amazing the Star Wars thing was that we spent two days doing that and now nothing feels like it even it's not even on the same planet like nothing even compares yeah yeah it was a great time we just keep talking about how we want to go back yeah we even met oh we had another bit where the entire time uh we would uh well so we had okay two related bits when we were on batu we would just talk shit about everyone because they didn't know who any of the characters on the Halcyon were. Oh, yeah. We'd be like, this fucking, look at this fucking retard. He doesn't even know who Sandro is. Like, oh, 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 yeah. so, oh, Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Because, I mean, our heroes, I mean, you'll hear more about these people, yeah. was Sandro, Sammy, Sammy uh, Miguel. Wraith. Yeah, Miguel. Wraith. Yeah, Wraith. I mean, all the characters were great. Yeah. They, pretty much all of them, but like the real, the real ones were uh, Sandro and Sammy. Yes. <clears throat> they were very important to our arc and how we played into the Star Wars universe. And then because of that, we had a bit where at every other park, we just kept acting like we were still important because they gave us these pins on Batu that oh, like yeah. show people like, oh, they're from the Halcyon. Yeah. Like, play that up if you're a cast member or something. To the point where we were walking past a drink vendor and some guy noticed and he goes, hey, Hope you're enjoying the planet. Yeah, how's uh, the cruise going? Yeah, how's the cruise up there? Yeah. Like, and like they 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 really go out of their way to like say stuff to you. So we're like acting like we were still important, yeah. even though we're in Animal Kingdom. So we've had a lot of good bits. Yeah, I mean, we were so naive because we thought going into this that like, you know, okay, we're doing the Halcyon, and then we have our excursion to Batu. But we'll leave Batu and do like the Indiana Jones stunt oh. ride. We'll do Tower of Terror. It's like. Dude, that went out the window so fast. You're so busy, you can't do that shit. You can't do anything else but, like, translate uh, or scan boxes and run on missions for people. We left Batu the second we got a chance, and we would have left earlier, but uh, Rise was down for a little bit. Yeah. So we had to wait on that, but we we could not. Like, like that was arguably... Having to go to the awesome Star Wars section yeah. of the and park. Ride, make sure you ride the awesome rides. Yeah, ride the dope rides that we love. <laughs> Actually, tell them oh, about yeah. the Smuggler's Run. <laughs> dude, okay. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, dude, we had this... Smuggler's Run's the Millennium Falcon ride, oh if you God. don't know, where you get to pilot the Falcon, and it's... I mean, it's a motion video game, but it's dope. Yeah, I've ridden that a bunch of times. I've done piloting. I was under the impression that there was a ton of like on rails. rails yeah like that it was that you really only had so much control over stuff i never understood how untrue that was until we so we wrote it uh like our characters version of writing it where like they build the backstory of the hotel into the rides yeah or the rides they're thematically the same but now you're physically there for you that know, thematic yeah. reason but for because you're supposed to be there, not because you're riding a ride and for a moment you're a part of another story. The stories before and after the rides link up to the beginning and end of that ride in a way that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. you're not just like, I'm doing a random mission for hunt. Like, you're like, no, 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 you're doing that thing specifically because of stuff. Like, it's really smartly put together. But because of that, we were like doing Smuggler's Run. And they were putting us in order for the roles, and the guy. Yeah, because you're either a. You have two pilots. Yes. Two gunners and two engineers. You kind of just get assigned them at random. Yes. And the guy in front of us, the, the the lady was like asking, have you guys been pilots before? And he's like, yeah. 
and T kind of asked us like, oh, did you guys want to? Like, I know that pilot's kind of what people want to do. Yeah. Have you done it before? I'm like, Unfortunately, no, we were nice. We're because we're nice guys. As yes. people, people think we say bad words, so we're not nice guys. But we were nice, and we have each done pilot before, so it was a dad we, and his kid. So it was, it was a dad, dad and his kid. So we, but we should have just been like, no, I've never done it before, and we're staying on the house, young. Let us be pilot, please, because yeah, his, little did we know his, his kid, kid was the most retarded fucking idiot who's ever lived. <laughs> he like, sucked at pilot. So fucking was his, bad. His, he had fucking parasites <laughs> in his brain. This he, kid he was crash. He was crashing the fucking Millennium Falcon, like in ways I didn't know were possible. In ways that you almost would expect to be like, ha I'm a YouTube pranker. <laughs> we're doing, we're fucking up shit for the Halcyon members yeah. on purpose. Yeah, it was like, it was cartoonish. At, at, there were points where he even, was crashing into everything and he couldn't even get in line for you. The dad know, was yelling at him. Even like, the dad get was behind yelling at Because you got to get behind a train so we can shoot it. And I'm like, yeah, I, and I, like, I didn't even know, like, I'm like, am I being a hater with thinking about how bad this fucking kid nope. is doing right now? But he, and then, but then Mike brought up at the end, I was like, yeah, <laughs> this kid is so fucking bad right now. It was baffling. Like, yeah. like I, again, I've been on that ride at this point, like six or seven times. Yeah. And every time. I mean, you can crash it, but yeah, it was surprisingly yeah, you know, the amount of times this kid yeah, was crashing. Occasionally you bang into stuff. And sometimes you're supposed to, so I. But for the most part, it's like it's been smooth because we're kind of doing the thing you're supposed to do. I have never seen this game played where you kind of do the worst <laughs> possible version of any. Like I can't imagine a worse but version of this. And it's how old was that I, kid? What was he like? Dude, Thirteen or yeah, something? Yeah. By the way, yeah. we're not talking like a little kid. This is not. No, like, yeah, yeah. He's not. This is not a, a little seven kid. Year old. You can almost understand. But yeah, he was like thirteen or fourteen or something like yes, that. Yes, he was like a, a. But then he tried to like rational. Like he knew how bad he did when the ride was over, and he's like. Yeah, there was a, but he even tried to act like he knows video games. He's like, yeah. there was a quick time moment that I like messed up. And I was thinking, you messed up way yeah. the fuck more than a quick time yeah. moment, kid. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face and never want to see you again. Yeah, playing like you have <laughs> fucking Parkinson's. It was terrible. It was embarrassing. And the dad was clearly embarrassed. Yeah. Because he was like, <laughs> he, was, like, so he was super embarrassed. He was trying hard. And he like, like I said, he, he wasn't like yelling at the kid. But at one point in time, he's like, Come on, man. He's like, you go really, right. Yeah, because you really, you're doing left, right, kid. We're like, like, the game canceled the thing we were doing and just said, like, Hondo comes on the mic and goes, all right, we need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm like, what? This can happen? Yeah. How on earth is this? And, it, and at the end, like, I've never seen the ship that damaged before. It was, yeah, when you walk out the ship, because it, it took extra time. Because you're in this pod thing, and it docks you into, to an exit. And yeah, if you, if you do bad... You come out and like you see that things are like lights aren't working and the ship's damaged. But Smoke yeah, you're right. This is the most damage I've ever seen the ship. Even to the point where like there's this little extra video because it needed extra time, I think, to bring us to the most broken fucking yeah. exit that you could find. Where Hondo's like, wait, we need to scan, make sure there's no uh, stowaways because they're killing time as they're bringing you to the broken exit. Yeah, and to the, the like, fucked up exit. Oh. It was a quick time moment. Shut up. You don't yeah. know what a quick time moment is. You don't know anything. Yeah. And at the end, Honda's like, oh, let me take money out for the damages. I've ne it, we had no money. We just took all our money. <laughs> well, uh, Cap Exaction was August. No. It, although no. I could see August doing the same thing. 
We ended up playing this game Sector Set. It's like bingo, basically, on the ship. And August was there, and he was just pissing me off the whole time. Yeah, oh, I, I, and I, I started playfully making fun of him, and his parents fucking loved it. Or no, I, I, I thought it was his parents. I guess oh. I'm not sure. Like that cool guy that had the Jedi. Oh, I don't moment. think those are his parents. No. Oh. Though, that guy, that couple was cool though. Yeah, because they afterwards they were like, "Hey, thanks for making us laugh." Yeah. And we're like, "Good," because all of our jokes at some point in time just turned into making fun of. Two other people that were there, and one of them was August, and one of them was this old lady named Colleen because she won the first. It's bingo, and I wanted to make like an old, like a hack old lady joke. Yeah. Like, of course she won. Yeah, she brought her but a then dauber. We were also like playfully in the second round. We were playfully talking trash. We were like, oh yeah, yeah just hand it to Colleen, why don't you? But she was just fucking giving us eyes. She hated us. Oh, she, she hated like, our fucking guts. She, actually, you know what? Since we're talking about it, there were we kept saying that surely there were people that didn't like us. Oh, Colleen. Colleen yeah. didn't like us because. We were killing. Yeah. Every time we made it a silly joke, the people running the thing liked it. The people around us thought it was funny to the point where they were vocally telling us they thought it was funny. Colleen never even acknowledged no, it. she hated she us. She refused to even, like, look at us while we were doing it when we were, like, saying her name and looking at her and, like, uh, trying to get her to, like, have fun and play along. She would not even, like... She was, like... It's, you can't even call it no-selling. She was... As far as she was concerned, no one was talking. Yes. Like, yeah. she really did not she like us. She was wishing death on us. Yeah, she was not into us all. Fuck, uh, fuck Colleen, though. And one kind of funny thing is because, yeah, like, some of these people, well, I mean, not even some of these people, you're encouraged to, you know, have a character, have a backstory. Yeah. And I'd even heard a little bit ahead of time, like, if people say where you're from, if you say somewhere on Earth, or if you say Earth, they're kind of, like, confused. So, you know, we had a planet where we're from Ord Mantel, we're yeah. from Freelon. Um, but th what's funny, though, is then sometimes people would, yeah. <laughs> they would like forget we're on that because they'd be legit, probably just, you know, it's like Friendly instinct, small talk. it's instinct small talk. You forget for a second where you are and they're like, oh, where you're from. And then we'd be like Ord Mantel and they'd almost for a second be like, what the fuck are you talking oh, 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 yeah, we're yeah. in this fucking hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in this fucking hellscape. Because <laughs> I was telling our waitress how she has to live the same two days over and over again. Because it basically is, it resets, and now you're doing night one again. And then night two, you're reliving the 275th anniversary yeah. of the Halcyon. And it's like you're in Groundhog Day and you're fucking suicidal. When you have to use all this specific language and then go yeah. other places and not use it? Yeah, my yeah, what, my, honor, my honor. They say my honor. And it, good it, journeys. Yeah, good, or good, good travels. journeys, good travels. There's all these little things, but it's also like they are literally reliving the same thing. At least usually when you're a waiter, it's like, you know, oh, the special tonight, we have a new special, blah, blah, blah. Or uh -huh. like even if it's the same menu, at least sometimes it's like, I want the chicken, but can I get no this or no that? No, this is literally like... Fresh from Mustafar, we have, and every night it's going to be the same fucking thing. Yeah. Where I could see if you work there, it would become a nightmare. Because just some, like, when you, if someone works a desk job or something and they're like, oh, yep. fuck, every day bleeds into the next. But no, literally, every, you have to do the same thing. <laughs> every job two, is to every act two like days this, yeah. is to be the, do the same thing. And new people are showing up. So to them, it's this cool, amazing new thing. And there, it's like, um, so you could maybe feed off that at least, like, but, if but people's yeah, excitement that starts hurting uh, itself eventually because everyone's gonna do, like, you know, my last name's Steele, and 
the first joke anyone makes is, oh, well, you're yeah, gonna take, true. You're gonna take yeah. something from me? Or, well, what do you? What, what kind of metal are you made of? Yeah, steel? Well, like, your cock like steel? Yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow, that's the first time. I'm 36 years old. That's the first time I've ever heard someone talk about the two other ways you can interpret my last name. And to them, they're not bad. They're not having a problem, but their brain hears that, and they go, oh, I can say something about this. Mm. So they say it to me because they've never said it. Yeah. I, on the other hand, have been hearing it for 25 years uh, ever since I was in elementary school. And so it's probably going to be the same thing for them where even stuff that we think might be clever, yes, we're early on, but fucking in four years from now, oh, yeah. no one will say anything to these people that they have They've not heard, heard a yeah. dozen times. it's the same basic slate yes. every time. And they're going to have to pretend like that's not something that... It, they have to pretend like, oh, what a fun thing you said or what a clever thing... And it's going to be easier for some than others, but like, it's not always going to be easy to retain that excitement or fun yeah. or, or freshness when the newest crop of 200 people are saying and doing the things you've mm -hmm. heard them say and do and they're a asking, million times, and you have to pretend like yeah. it's interesting. They're asking you about Gaia and how Gaia is going to perform tonight, and you're like, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Gaia fucking performs every two nights. Yeah, they're, I know. They're, you're, they're saying a phrase from an app so that you'll give them a mission. And they are trying to be cool and sly about it, but you're like, yeah, I know what you're about to fucking tell me. Why else? I know. Guess what? Guess what? It's Tuesday at 11 a.m., so I know exactly what you're about to tell me. But you have to be like, oh, uh, yeah, what's up? Can I help you with something? And then they something, say something, and you have to be like, what? <coughs> say that again, please. Like, because like at one point in time, to, to get someone to let me know I'm in the know, I had to tell them something, a very specific phrase. And now again, they've been doing this for like a week yeah. and a half. Maybe if you count like previews, it's like three weeks or and something. And like not that. every yeah. actor is the same actor for every event. So maybe they've heard this a small amount of times. But the way I did it was only slightly unique enough to the point where it, like rather than just walking up to someone being, hey, um, I like if I have to tell you like the eagle flies at midnight. I can walk in and go, hey, the eagle flies. Or I can be like, oh, hey, um, you know, uh, what's that bird? It's the one that, uh, it's like middle of the night. It's always flying. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember. And then they kind of like look at you knowingly. And then the yeah. conversation unfolds. Like That's a slightly more interesting and fun way to just say the thing. Sure. But after a couple months or a couple years, there's nothing left. There's no way you haven't heard. There's no interesting version. You almost hope that everyone just comes up and gives you the worst possible, like, oh, the app says I need to say this to you. Can yeah. I have my next mission? Like, you almost yeah. hope that because or you're they just start, fucking tired of you it. You hope they just start saying the F slur to you. <laughs> yeah, they just start. You hope that someone walks up and goes, hey, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Tani over there, uh, she says you're retarded. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen how um, many retards are out there, but I'll, the retard flies at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I want to address what uh, King James said. Uh, chase the dragon and get into LARPing. Yeah. What I will say is this reminds me less of LARPing, and Jim mentioned this, maybe you weren't here, and more of wrestling. Yeah. It reminds me of if you were asked to create a wrestler and go out in front of an audience one night and just be this persona, and you were told... As long as you're convincing, the audience will buy it. Like, you're just told that. And so you have to accept it. Because obviously in real life, if you did that, an audience isn't going to connect with you unless you're this, like, transcendent talent. Maybe you have the charisma to do it. But 
that part of it can't be controlled. What if you were in a situation where it could be controlled and all you had to do was just go out there and do what you think a wrestler would do? That's a lot of what this is because it's theatrics. It's uh, playing a, a role. It's having an attitude. It's being quick and snappy and yeah. making decisions and doing stuff. Where LARPing is a game. This wasn't a game. This was an experience. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's a pretty big difference where like it has elements of a play and it has elements of an escape room and it has yes technically elements of larping but i would say that's more the costume side of things where people mm. who larp a common thing is they have a backstory in the same way that a DD character has a backstory and yes they're going to interact in character at times but it is all like the end game is a physical game they're playing it is less about the story elements and stuff. And I know there are exceptions to this, uh, but I, I think largely LARPing is about the game and the physical act and the costuming and stuff, where this is more like wrestling to me because it's so much the persona mm. and so much what you say and how you say it and the action and the direction you push something. It reminds me a ton of, of that, where you're just thrown in this environment where... You know what this environment is, so if you do the things that should happen, it will play along with you. That reminds me so much more of wrestling than LARPing does. LARPing is not... There's pieces of it, but I think when people generalize this as LARPing, they're selling it completely short and kind of telling on themselves a little bit because it's not that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it as like kind of shorthand of like trying to get the idea across, but yeah, it's... yeah. A LARPer would probably yeah. show up to this and have a lot of success yeah. because things that go into that will go into this in the same way that I bet a wrestler who has been playing a character and doing this stuff could, given a couple of weeks, the knowing they were going to show up, totally get in that headspace and kill, do, do such a good job at this. That's why act, so a lot of these actors are so impressive and why we think that some of them were so integral to the experience being as good as it was and why we yeah. could watch other people's versions and go, ugh, how... That, well, doesn't, yeah, that doesn't work because the casting or the look or the way they're doing it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, because that's something we'll probably get more into because it is like it is like you're taking part in a play or a movie, but you're figuring your part out and they know their character already. Yeah. But then it, the weird thing is, is watching videos or seeing other people's social media and ha like, because obviously these same people can't work every fucking day, so they'll have like the same characters that we've met, but different actors play them, and we can't like you can't imagine like we can't imagine that at all. Yeah. Especially the characters we ended up liking a lot. So we we're seeing these other versions of them, like on YouTube and shit, or even just pictures on social media, and we're like, we hate them immediately. Yeah, like, exactly. What the f we're like, what the fuck? You're not Sammy. You're not Sandro, bro. Who is this Sandro yeah, they so have? They're the secondary Sandro. Yeah. Garbage. No. Like, yeah, imagine... And, they, and they're kind of like, even if they're understudies, too, because, yeah, if someone gets sick or something, so someone else... Is, imagine if, though, like, you have Sandro day one, and then he gets sick that night, and then, what, some other Sandro comes in day you two? You know what? I bet they do. I bet they have a way to, depending on who it is, 
to kind of do a uh, like like you know on Rise of the Resistance when stuff breaks down. Yeah. Like we got that different alternate version of Kylo Ren. Yeah. And I bet you well, Cassandra, you could almost I guess you could try to because Cassandra's at least an alien, so there's makeup and stuff or Gaia. But you could bring him back in late and say that Maybe. he's been involved in something. Or something, but like there's some characters where it would be very difficult, and what you'd probably just have to do is go, okay, like the aliens. who else could realistically be in this role? Yeah, like, who that's else on the ship that's already a character could also be doing this thing, and it would actually make sense? Like that's probably what you'd have to do. Yeah, I mean the aliens. Yeah, it seems like you could swap someone through, but yeah, when you get into like the like Wraith or even. Um, Sammy uh, especially. Sammy would yeah, be the hardest Sammy. to replace, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Sammy I think that rough. if you were like second day and Sammy comes in, he's like, bro, I've got the flu. I'm puking and shitting every five minutes. That would be a rough fucking day for. No. He just build it into the character. Oh my god, dude! Sammy's been shitting all day long. He's got Toydarian fever. <laughs> uh, like that would, I mean, I guess I you'd have wonder, to do. You know what, I re- that's a good question. Maybe we haven't talked about that. Maybe there would be a weird storyline thing of like Sammy's. I wonder if they have, the we- or Sammy's been captured by the First Order. We have his, his, his. Maybe it'd have to be a different name character. But like we have his uh, uh, apprentice, yeah. Joey, or something. I wonder if they have like some B plots where they go like, "Here's what happens if this person can't finish. Here's what happens if mm. this person can't finish." Here's if these two people can't happen. Here's a secondary character we introduce. Like I, I they have to. You know that the, yeah. how they plan this stuff. They have to. But yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Because when you think about it, like a lot of what this this thing is, it's like imagine if you showed up to a play, and they're about to start, and they're like, um, our main character's not here. Does anyone have any acting experience? And yes, they just call someone who raises their hand up, and they walk him backstage and put on the costume, and they go, "Here's the deal. We know you don't know any of these lines." Go with it, and we will make whatever you give us work. And then he goes, okay. And so you get someone that goes out there, and they're an actor. And so they go, welcome to Boston. And then the other guys are like, oh, shit, this is supposed to be in Florida. Uh, Yes, I'm glad we met you here. Uh, Your boat to Florida is ready. And they will, and and then the guy goes, Ah yes, and I'm glad. And like it, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be awkward, well, but you'd just... have to figure it out and roll. And you're basically that's what they're doing. But in the same way that if, if that same play was in ten different towns and you recorded them all and watched them, there'd be a lot of similarities, but there'd be a shitload of differences. And you'd be able to look at one of them and go, "That's the good one. Yeah. I like that one. That one makes sense. That one came just... together the best." And I feel like that is why so many of these, even though some of the bigger beats and the theatrical set pieces are the same everything else is up for grabs both people and the way it plays out or if you're just watching a movie but then all of a sudden like in the end the same character comes up but it's like Al Pacino has now been replaced by Adam Sandler and so he's just playing the same part through the rest of it yeah <laughs> but it was pretty fantastic I like I mean it I I don't think anything has left this an impression on me like this since Japan I mean we talked about we've just talked about for an hour and a half without really getting into specifics so yeah, yeah. we're pretty excited I loved it I we're hated leaving it's all I've it's literally all I've th- thought about and 80% of what we've talked about we were at a theme park all day and 80% of what we talked about was just like how can we talk about this through the lens of the the, the Star Cruiser so <laughs> Um, I think it goes without saying, 
if you can pay for this, you should. If you can book this, get some friends and find a way to make it as cheap as possible. But it is worth every single penny, especially if you show up and just do it the way it like play, play along with it, lean into it, dive yeah. head first, show up and do the thing. Cause you, again, I think we got a much better version than some people that would argue that they still got a good version because we went in and just fucking dove head first in and let it just happen. And I think that that is the best way. And anyone who does, anyone who's excited about this or thinks it could be good or likes star Wars stuff or doesn't, but likes the idea of this. Cause even Stella, the first thing she was like, why isn't everything like this? Everything yeah. should be, are there she's other things to, like this? Can we visit see, other things that are like this? Yeah, is there a haunted mansion version of this? Like what other hotels experiences do yeah. they have? Cause yeah. she had so much fun with yeah. it. And I think that that is, again, the price tag is the thing that keeps becoming the sticking point. But I mean this like unapologetically, it is worth every penny. Yeah. It, it is, it justifies its price tenfold. It is as um, amazing as you can imagine. Like the ver again, my expectations feel silly and childish and naive compared to their execution. And I feel silly for thinking that it would have been as simple as I thought it was going to be ahead of time. Well, yeah, Jams is saying Hogwarts. That's actually yep. the one we were talking about earlier, too. We were saying that, yeah, they could totally do... Yes, this uh, would be so easy. ...a Hogwarts thing. It w you wouldn't even have to... And, and if you wanted to, you could just literally do what they're doing here and just be like, oh, it's another school. Yes. So it's, you're yes. visiting the Wizarding World, and you're at a different school yeah. so that they can have different teachers and recognizable stuff. Dude, it would mm -hmm. be... It's the, that's the other, uh, like property that i think would fit this exact thing about as well as the star wars one does thematically but yeah it's just it is worth it god it's so it's so worth it i just i i am i am not let down at all like not no, no part of me did not love damn near the entire thing yeah 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 loved it but uh yeah i mean i guess that's our check-in we're like i said we'll get into it more i mean I think we're still throwing in some funny stuff. Plus, I think if you can hear the excitement, uh, it was a it was a fucking that was pretty kick ass. Yeah, it was really great. I'm really excited to kind of like even just for myself, so that it's like somewhere that is exists and is recorded to sit and like oral history or like experience <laughs> yeah, yeah. of what happened. Yeah, uh, because. It, it's something I'm going to want to talk about a lot and it would be easier if I had talked about it somewhere. I could just point someone to it because it is, I, I like, I want that record to exist because yeah. it was just, God, I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah. Plus we're canon now. We're officially, we're officially yeah. in Star Wars canon. Yeah. We are officially, uh, characters that are canon and, uh, uh, we're your favorite characters. Yeah. <laughs> favorite characters, Jim and Mike from Ward Mantel yeah. from Freelon. Yeah, big fans of them. We came across a big stash of uh, salvage that we sold off. We decided we we're going to rub rub our elbows with the elite. Why, yeah. why shouldn't we, you know, partake a little bit? Yeah, we why, can't, why can't some uh, normal, everyday scrappers like ourselves be able to at least kind of put our feet up for a couple of days? And wow, it didn't quite go to plan, but we we're more uh, happy to do it. Yeah, we we showed we showed up uh, simple scavengers. <laughs> Uh, hoping to have a fun time, and instead we were led down a path of adventure that none of us could have ever foreseen. All right. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for kicking it. 
people. Uh, yeah, we'll be live next week. We should have some, uh, yeah, we'll have some footage. And we'll talk about some others. We'll talk about stuff not nah. the Halcyon. Don't make promises we'll you can't house. keep, Jim. We'll don't you dare. Don't though. tell people. Don't, don't write a check you can't cash. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.